Hello, this is Dallas Travers. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. This show is dedicated to helping values-driven coaches just like you build a business that you're truly proud of. So we're going to continue the conversation about lead magnets that we started in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, I recommend that you go back and take a listen to me and Nick Frick design her lead magnet with a lot of intention. Then when you come back, you'll hear me and Randy Roberts talk through three important things. Number one, how to determine when it's time to have more than one lead magnet. Number two, how to build your lead magnet backward from the promise of the offering, whether that's a course or a package or another program that you intend to present. And number three, how to let your lead magnet be super simple. So Randy was on the show about a year ago, and you'll also hear how much has changed for her in that time. So from my perspective, our entire conversation is really inspiring. Let me tell you a little bit about Randy before we dive in. She helps mid-career professionals find the best fit for the next phase in their career and in their life. So whether they're mid-career and they've lost their passion for their work or they're beginning to think about retirement, Randy helps them get clear and get excited about what comes next. Now that you've been introduced to Randy, let's dive back into Lead Magnets. Randy, welcome back to the podcast. It's been about a year since you were on the show last. I'm going to remind everybody what we talked about, and then I'd just love to hear an update from you on how things have gone since then. But about a year ago, you came on the show, and with all of this history of success in your business and really strong coaching skills, and yet there was this part of you that was not ready yet to put yourself out there, We had a great conversation around that and you took that conversation and you ran with it. So what was that experience like for you? And then fill everybody in on how things have gone since then and where you're at now. Sure, yeah. I don't wanna be overly dramatic about this, but I guess I'll be a little dramatic. That conversation we had Dallas was a game changer for me. Mm. And I've gone back and listened to it a couple of times. I mean, I, I knew I was holding myself back. I never realized to what degree and how how transformative it could be to look at it in the right way and put it in perspective. Right. And some of it was, it's funny because the way I got out of my head was getting in my own head in a different way in terms (laughs) of like, what are the things I tell my clients Mm -hmm. and, you know, apply that to myself kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And it really has enabled me to get out of my comfort zone to embrace the discomfort as an important part of the growth process and to be okay with seeing what happens. Like, you know, my big takeaway when I think back to that conversation a year ago was things don't have to be perfect because my superpower is fixing stuff when it goes wrong. Right. And I really like hang on to that. And so I let things happen. Like right now in my business, I'm at a really exciting point and I've just brought on some social media support. And in fact, just today, the stuff that we've been working on went live on LinkedIn. And I forgot, actually, I got busy doing some stuff and I forgot it was going to be today. And I saw all these comments popping up (laughs) and I was just like, let this happen. Like, how Mm -hmm. can I forget that was happening today? I was like comfortable. 
a year ago, it either wouldn't have happened at all, or it would have just been buckets of sweat all morning long yeah. before hitting go, right? How exactly. cool. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it's, I've gotten all these great comments and I'm hearing back from people I haven't talked to in a while. And, and I've just sort of like, I feel more focused. I've decided mm -hmm. what are the things I need to be doing to move things forward and be okay if it's uncomfortable. It really unlocked a lot of things for me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Okay. It was so great. It's awesome. But thank you again. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. What I want our listeners to take away is I think as coaches, we never know what the thing is going to be that opens the door for our clients. And yeah. when we just center the client and focus on serving them, the door that unlocks will surprise us because it, it really does this happen for you when you're coaching is sometimes the most transformative conversations are the ones that feel most effortless for you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then I find a huge amount of value to reflect on a little bit. And sometimes those moments can go by because they don't feel, they do feel effortless. Yeah. But I love being able to like from a client perspective, seeing what my clients are experiencing and think about what allowed it to happen. It helps me in my own business. It helps me as a coach. It helps me get past my own stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, that's where the juice is. Yeah, completely. Because that's what that experience was like for me. I kind of didn't even remember what we talked about <laughs> after we were done. And I, I will just, never forget it. <laughs> right? Isn't that great? So that's just a reminder for all of the coaches out there listening, like our work. When it doesn't feel hard, we're onto something. I love that, actually, because that's one of the things we've been talking a lot about in the hive is how can we make this easy? Easy looks good on you. It's OK mm -hmm. for this. You know, that's a good reminder of that. Sometimes when it's easy, it's it's more powerful. Yeah, completely. And the same is true in our marketing. It's like a different set of muscles that we use. And so yeah. the learning curve is there again, but it, yeah. it does get to the point where a big launch happens on LinkedIn and you forget that that was the day. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. funny too, because I mean, as you know, I have marketing sales background, so I've yeah. done a bazillion marketing programs. This it's such a different, much more personal experience than mm -hmm. anything. That, and I always took it seriously, but this is a whole different world. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It really is. All right. So since really giving yourself permission to figure it out in public and to put yourself intentionally in your zone of genius, which is fixing things that are broken, <laughs> <laughs> what happened for you in this year? Oh, so many things. On a personal note, I got distracted in the middle of the year because my husband and I downsized. So I kind of took a couple months out of mm -hmm. moving business forward. And I gave myself a break on launching my course. But what happened in spite of that was I hit my six figures. I was oversubscribed in one-on-one -on -one clients mm -hmm. and just felt like this is what I am meant to be doing. It felt so right. So it's been a couple of years. It doesn't happen right away everything's humming and now i'm at a point where i'm ready to take my business to the next phase no question so it really and it feels like i'm building from success and it started with my first client search when i found yeah. you yeah so that's great yeah. okay so your business has grown you've passed the mm -hmm. six figure mark mm -hmm. and you feel really well positioned to start scaling and this year you're going to roll out small groups you yes. have a course that you're working on that's right, right. 
And then this other offering, like a VIP day offering, can you fill our listeners in on who you help and then specifically this VIP day offering? Because that's the one we're going to focus on when we talk about your lead magnet today, right? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I do is I am an executive and career life coach, which is a term I think I made up. And basically the executive piece is helping people get to the next level, helping people, professionals get to the VP or the C-suite level. But what I learned from my clients is there is a huge need for people to love their work Mm -hmm. while they're achieving their goals. And I do believe it's possible for your career to be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And so that's where this career life piece that I sort of made up came in. And that's what my course is about. And that's what I'm on fire about. I love the other work. And frankly, it pays really well because the companies mm-hmm. hire me. Mm-hmm. But this fulfilling piece is, it just sings. It just sings to me. Yeah. So that's what my course is about. That's what my small group is about. Very focused on that. I have a couple of ideas of things that'll come next. And the one you and I've talked about is, How do people who have had that fulfilling, successful career wind it down? And, you know, if we listen to our clients, they tell us what the issues are. I've had a couple people come to me with, uh, I'm a partner in this firm. I'm at this level, whatever. All I've ever focused on is work. And I look ahead and my husband's getting ready to retire. How do I wind this down? Mm -hmm. So, and my focus on that is you've been successful. You've been so focused on your work. You've identified so much with it. How do we wind it down and enter retirement in a way that honors the career that you've had? Right. And is as fulfilling as everything you've done so far. Right. And so I'm totally excited about that. And I feel like that would be a perfect place for VIP days Mm -hmm. because these people have a great sense of urgency. They're feeling uncomfortable. These are people that are in control Mm -hmm. and this is something they're not in control about. And they may not have talked to anybody about it and they don't have a lot of time, but they do have money. So hence a VIP day may be a perfect offering for this. Great. And I'm not necessarily thinking if that business came to me, I could take it now. But in terms of scaling that up, I'm thinking that comes after the other things that I have going this year. And so thinking ahead to the lead magnet is building in advance. I wish I had taken advantage of the time I had last year to build my list. And I want to learn from that experience and get ahead of it this time. Makes sense? It totally does. And I'm so happy to hear you speak to the importance of thinking ahead. It's so heartbreaking when I see a coach launch a course because you're working as hard on a course launch if you're launching to a list of two people as you are when you're launching to a list of 2,000, 20,000, 200,000. And it can feel like such a bummer when everything goes well, like you hit your metrics, but there wasn't enough people in the top of funnel for you to have a launch you're really proud of. So I love that you're thinking ahead. I wanna fill our listeners in here a little bit. So everybody, in last week's episode with Nick Frick, we talked about the purpose of a lead magnet. She said the funniest thing. I laughed out loud. I don't know if it'll end up in the final episode or not, but I laughed so hard because she said, wait, I've been trying to solve everybody, all of everybody's problems with a PDF. Wait, what am I doing? She just realized she'd been over delivering. 
Yeah. So as a reminder, the function of a lead magnet is to help your dream client believe that the thing that they want is something they're capable of getting. We do that, number two, through helping them gain traction toward that thing. When I see and experience myself moving toward that thing, I start to believe that it's possible for me. And then the third piece is that I begin to trust that you are the best person to help me run through the tape. That is the purpose of a lead magnet. And a PDF list of 21 life hacks often is not the right way to deliver those three things. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it isn't. So we have to center the client, their lifestyle, their learning style, and pair that with our coaching style in order to design a lead magnet that fits. So now I think, Randy, the next step for all of you listeners is when do you decide that you need another lead magnet? Mm -hmm. And then I think you and I can have some fun brainstorming, looking at who the audience is for this offering, brainstorming a possible lead magnet for them. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Because you have another lead magnet. So tell mm -hmm. me why you feel like you need to design a new lead magnet. Yeah. It's a couple of things. First of all, <laughs> my poor little lead magnet. I developed <laughs> it last year and I did like one thing with it. It's not that I heard crickets. I did get one client from it, but I really did just didn't test drive it. I didn't work it hard enough. I didn't. It wasn't fair to this poor lead magnet. Yeah. And then I was feeling like I needed another lead magnet there. Luckily, I got some other eyes on it that helped me see it differently. So yeah. I feel the lead magnet that I currently have is exactly on target for the program that I'm working on now mm -hmm. for the fulfilling career, happy life piece. Yeah. But this other thing is really speaking to a different problem in a different audience or an audience at a different phase, right? Yeah. So the message has to be different and the way in has to be different. And I think about my two different audiences, this future group of how do we wind down their career? I'm not convinced they're problem aware yet. Right. And so that everything about the situation is different. And yeah. so I'm gonna have to be really careful how I'm talking to these two people so it doesn't get watered down. I think it's more powerful to speak to them individually in a way. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? The people that are sort of mid-career, that maybe they're not as excited as they were, they know what it feels like to be on fire and they're not. Mm -hmm. That's a very different issue than these people that everything's great and they're Look, those of us that get to think about retiring, that's a privilege, right? And they're wondering how that can happen or other people around them are telling them that they should be thinking. We all do tons of financial planning for mm -hmm. retirement. We don't do the other stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they may not be problem aware. So I think the messages are very different yeah. if they're going to be powerful. Yeah, great. All right. So listeners, write this down because there's two things I took away from what you shared, Randy. Number one, we often think we need another lead magnet because our first lead magnet is broken when in fact it's not the lead magnet, it's the strategy. Like sending a few DMs or sending an email or like a post on Instagram once about your lead magnet. If you don't get subscribers, that is not proof of anything other than you need a more solid strategy to get your lead magnet out in the world. So I thank you for bringing that point up. But there is a time and a place 
where as a coach, you will likely have multiple lead magnets. And that time and place comes when you have multiple offerings. So even if we take the hive as an example, the hive is one offering, but we teach three distinct phases inside of the hive. The first phase is client attraction. The second phase is list building. And the third phase is course launching. So I have a lead magnet that's attached to each of those phases because my dream client for the hive goes through that entire journey. So it's the same person, but there are definitely three phases of their business that we address, which is the same yeah. thing I heard you say about your audience. Very much so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know it's time to design another lead magnet when you have an offering without a matching lead magnet, because the lead magnet is designed to attract your dreamiest dream clients looking for the specific result that you offer. And if you're adding in a new result, you need a new lead magnet. The most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is, how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called The Coach Class. So if you're tired of winging it, second guessing yourself at every turn, or working way too hard to keep your business running, The Coach Class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures and the coach class will show it to you. Registration is open this week. So again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. Great. All right. So we need a new lead magnet. Okay. <laughs> You mentioned, so I just want to make sure everyone's tracking here. So the journey that your client is on, there's this phase where they're like mid-career. They remember what it was like to be on fire and lit up about their career. And they're suddenly in this weird middle zone where the passion is not there and they want to reignite yep. the passion. And yep. then they go further down the journey toward the end of their career where they start thinking about who am I if I'm not working and what is my legacy and what is my exit plan? Exactly. Okay. And what is my life going to be like on the other side? Right. Yeah. So the lead magnet addresses this person. Mm -hmm. Inside exactly. the hive we've talked about, problem aware and solution aware, can you share with our listeners your understanding of that piece? Because you mentioned that you wonder if this audience is problem aware. So walk us through that piece. Yeah, I think that what you were saying with a lead magnet or the way we introduce ourselves, like they need to believe they can have whatever the solution is. We need to help them gain traction towards it. But in order to get their attention, they have to be aware of the problem. Yes. And if they're not, it's farther down the sales process for mm -hmm. sure. But I mean, our choice is either to speak to the people that are problem aware, or if the audience is big enough, create that awareness on the part of the people that are not yet aware. 
Yeah. And then you move them into the funnel sort of at a higher place, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an extra step. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I find with a lot of my clients, it's amazing to me how people just don't talk to other people about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they think I'm magic just because I'm listening to them. It's (laughs) okay. They can think I'm magic, but it's just a matter of talking about these things. And once you voice it, you can't unknow it. And then it's there. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of like, you know, shining a little light on it. Yep. Got it. I have a clarifying question because I want to make sure I understand mm-hmm. this audience. Is it that they're not problem aware or is it that they're problem aware, but completely unaware that a solution exists? So I know the problem, yeah. which is, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Do they know that piece and you it's know- a solution they're not aware of? Actually, this is a really helpful question, Dallas, because here was my instinctive answer was they're so completely unaware of a solution. They're afraid to acknowledge the problem. That's what I heard, too. So they have this like it's almost like a dirty little secret, (laughs) right? And no support around it. No possible way to see that there is a solution. It's just something that they have to struggle with. Got it. And then it just eats away at them. Yeah. Yeah. And becomes bigger than it might actually be if it was in the light. Yeah. So we have no way they're going to do any planning. They're they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have a lead magnet idea. I can't wait to get to that part of the conversation. (laughs) So I just want to make sure all of our listeners are tracking. We have unaware, right? That's the first category people might fall into, which is like, I may have a problem, but I'm not even aware that that I do. Right. I'm just unaware. Those people are not in a position to become clients that they're just that's not where they are in their journey. Then we have problem aware people who are aware that there is a problem. This is your audience. They're often bought into the belief that there is no solution. Wow, that's interesting. So now I just need to live with it. Right. Or figure it out on my own. It's just a a part of getting older or a part of becoming a mother or a part of what it's like to be in school, like fill in the blank, right? And then they're solution aware. These people are aware that there's a problem and they are at least open to the idea that a solution is possible, if not aware that a solution is possible. Now they just get to choose which solution is a match for them. And Mm -hmm. it's typically our solution aware people who are our best clients. They're the easiest people mm-hmm. to enroll. That's often who we speak to in our marketing. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing from you is these people are so aware of the problem that the solution seems impossible. I'm not sure I would say it quite that way. I'm not sure that I'm not sure it's true that they're so aware of the problem. I almost think they're not letting themselves be aware Uh, of the problem. Like if the thought kind of creeps in, they think about something else. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So they're like, they're definitely not. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Problem avoidance. That's another category. They are definitely not solution aware, but I don't think it would take a lot to get them there. That's what I'm thinking too, because they have a template for this. They've done financial planning for retirement. Exactly. Right. Okay. All right. And that's what the financial planning is about. It gives us choices in our lives. Yeah, right, right. All right. So if we think about this VIP day, what is the the promise or the outcome of this VIP day? I hire you for a VIP day 
to roadmap my post-retirement life, what am I going to walk away with? Clarity around what your ideal situation is. Oh, great. And then, then everything's sparking, everything, they're excited, there's tremendous energy. And then it's a whole lot of coaching around what does that happy retiree need you to be doing today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And putting together the plan. Yep. I love it. Okay. So what do I need to believe, do, learn, feel? Not all of those, but there's a few tracks in here, right? In order to show up ready, not only to invest in a VIP day, but to get value and be successful Mm -hmm. from the VIP day. Mm -hmm. I think you have to believe that there is life after work. Mm -hmm. That you can make it fulfilling. Yeah. I mean, so many of us that identify so much with our work, it's hard to imagine what it's like without work. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what you need to do is imagine. Imagine it. I don't think people can do that themselves if they're that focused. I think you just need somebody to help you through it. Mm-hmm. Great. So I need to believe that there is life after work. And it sounds like I also need to believe that the first step is to just imagine. Yeah. Okay. So if the purpose of a lead magnet is to give the client belief that the thing they want is possible and give them traction, and they believe that because they are, they have traction toward it. Mm -hmm. What ideas come forward for you about a, a lead magnet? It's funny because, I mean, I've thought about this from a couple of different angles and I haven't come up with anything tangible. Like, you know, I love the idea of a quiz. I can't picture that here. Mm -mm. Um, The thing that I was coming up with, and I'm not sold on it by any means, but the only thing that I didn't throw out of the basket was maybe I need to do a video and they need to talk to it and maybe share an example of another client's experience. That's exactly my idea. Seriously? Okay, because you said something that really got my attention. And what got my attention was they don't talk about this. Right. Right. So they're struggling on their own. No one's really talking about it. I called it a dirty little secret almost, right? From my perspective, an awesome first step lead magnet to shine a light on this problem that they've been avoiding, right? Like how am I ever going to get to the place of believing that there is life after work to the point that I'm open to talking about it with someone else. If I don't pull it off the shelf, the very, very high shelf, I put it on to just avoid it. I think an incredible lead magnet would be a recording of you talking with a client through this imagination process. Hmm. And maybe even doing like a director's cut, (laughs) right? So you edit in your observations or like, here's why I asked this question and here's how it might be applicable to you. So someone has the experience, they get to bear witness to what it's like to have this conversation and what's possible when you look at this problem instead of run from it. Right. That's really interesting. It's also incredible experiential marketing because people see you in action, which is different from seeing you on a video talking to them. Right. Boy, that's I had not thought about it that way. This is one of my things that I've been working on because, you know, I'm 
I'm about to launch a group. And what's been holding me back from that is the limiting belief that, well, my people don't want to talk about their stuff in front of other people. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first thought too on using that kind of discussion. But why do I think that? I haven't tried it. You haven't tried it. Right. Right. Well, and the format of this, I might be getting ahead of ourselves here, but let's just like, let's pretend that we're going to go with this idea for a hot second. Well, and Dallas, I have to say the fact that you and I both hit on the same thing means something. Yes. So let's go with it. Okay. okay. It doesn't have to be on video. This person can essentially be anonymous. I mean, you're not going to like mm -hmm. master their voice. So they sound like they're in witness protection or anything, but there will be a certain degree of anonymity. And okay. you could release it as a standalone, like three to five episode podcast series. Hmm. So the conversation is broken into phases. So because I'm a busy working woman, I don't have time to sit down and fill out a worksheet or even watch a long video, but I could listen on my commute or when I'm on my bike or doing the dishes. Yeah. Do you think your audience absorbs information that way? I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I can do is I could put it out as a video with the audio available too. Yeah. You know, then yeah. they can take it in how they want to take it in. Yeah. I thought of the podcast just so that the person you're coaching has more anonymity than a video. Very good point. Yeah. So that's a consideration. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's right. Okay. So let's poke holes in this idea. Okay. So once we get this inspiration for a lead magnet the question we try to answer first is often should it be a three-part video series or should it be a workbook what do i what does it look like and we have to let the content this is the same with designing a course the content needs to inform the format not the other mm -hmm. way around mm -hmm. so if it isn't illuminating a conversation a necessary conversation as a first step what else might it be the lead magnet wait i want to make sure i understand your question you mean other than this podcast that we're talking about yeah, and i'm not talking about the format i'm talking about the content the idea okay. we both had was like highlighting this conversation so if it's not right. highlighting this conversation is there something else that comes to mind for you for essential content of this lead magnet it's interesting because I feel like this is the big thing mm -hmm. because until they see the vision, they have to dream first and then we can deal with the reality. So I feel like this has to be the first step. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I really do. It feels really clear to me. All right. So illuminating this conversation, that's what we're going to deliver content wise in this lead magnet. When you think about the lifestyle and the learning style of your dream client, plus mm -hmm. your coaching style, mm -hmm. what format would be the best way to deliver this content? So I gave you the idea of this pop-up podcast. Let's just think through the format that would be the best match for your audience. Is the format the podcast or oh. should it be videos? Does it need to be a series I of see. emails? Like what, I wanna confirm that the, the format is something that your audience will absorb. I got you. I actually think a podcast is good. They're taking in content. If it's an audiobook or a podcast or whatever, they do that all the time. And I was thinking video because then I could offer it both ways. But your point about confidentiality of the client mm -hmm. is so important to me that I really like that. I do think a podcast type episode is a good idea. Yeah. But I really do think we got it. I really do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
so I've got them dreaming about the possibility so that they're, you know, they yeah. are aware of the solution. Mm -hmm. The process of them hearing that conversation will give them insights into the fact that I'm the person to help them do that, or my program is the program to help them do that. In terms of the gaining traction piece, is that important for that to be in this first lead magnet or is that something that comes after? Yeah, that could come in the nurture sequence, but and traction is a step. Okay, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be more than that. It is crucial to also include that in the lead magnet. So I see traction in two areas. The first one is bearing witness to this conversation. That's actually a really big step for them. This is something they've been avoiding. That's traction in and of itself. Okay. Number two, the way I'm envisioning this podcast series is with like sports <laughs> commentary from you whether that's just how you set up each episode in the introduction, or even at some point during the conversation, it pauses, cut to Randy, who explains the importance of this question, or who explains why you asked it the way you did, or how the listener can apply that part of the conversation to their own lives. So there's this like teaching element to it as well. So I'm not just mm -hmm. left to my own devices to take whatever I can out of that recording. You're gonna walk me through how to take the recording and apply it to my own life. Mm -hmm. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's interesting, while you were saying that, I had a couple of thoughts. One, I think a lot of times we do too much with lead magnets or we try mm -hmm. to do too much with lead magnets, right? So like part of me was thinking, okay, I don't wanna give away everything. I don't want them to think they can do this on their own. I know that, you know, I want them to see that I'm part of the solution for them. And then I realized I was getting my, in my own way again. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a process. I think it's the most common mistake as values driven coaches. That's our comfort zone, giving people everything, yeah, like yeah. dotting all the I's, crossing the T's, making it as complete as possible. And that's where we can start to cause harm with our lead magnets. People get overwhelmed are fooled into thinking they have everything they need when what they really need is the coaching container. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So what might be your next step around this to bring this lead magnet to life? Well, I'm liking this idea a lot. I think mm -hmm. what I need to do is sketch out a little bit more clearly what I want the outcome to be. Like, what do I want the person listening to experience and feel mm -hmm. through the contact with my lead magnet so that I can get clear on where, how I want that to go. Yeah. There's details and things to work out in terms of the production, but then I need to think about a client that would be appropriate and willing to mm -hmm. go through this with me. Mm -hmm. And then there's all of the details about the technology. Yes. <laughs> we could keep the tech really, really simple and it's a zoom conversation, mm -hmm. right? And then I have a great audio editor when you're ready. Awesome. Pretty simple. Okay. So what I heard you say was the next piece around this is to really sketch out what is the outcome or the promise of this lead magnet and how do I want the listener to experience the lead magnet? Once you're clear on that, it will give form to what that conversation with the client will be like. When you're clear on the form of that conversation, it will be easier to reach out and get somebody to volunteer. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that that's exactly right. It, you know, it's interesting because 
in a coaching container conversation, mm -hmm. I try so hard to stay with the client. And in a way, it feels like I have an outcome here. Like I have an agenda. When I'm in a coaching session, it's about the client's agenda. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to need to watch myself through this process to make sure that that I'm threading that needle. Do you know what yes, I mean? Yes, completely. If I could offer a tip around that. Please. We did it before we started recording, right? I checked in with you. Okay, so what do you want to get out of it? And I sort of mapped with you. All right, it sounds like this is the order that we're going to go. Mm -hmm. I do that so that I can keep the listener in mind for these podcast episodes. So we now have an agreement that this yeah. is coaching plus, <laughs> plus this other thing. And that's right. really helped me give myself permission to actually have an agenda in these conversations. Oh, that's really helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Because I'm here to help you, but we both have in mind that people are listening. So we want to make sure that it's helpful to the listener as well. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Okay. This does feel like it was too easy. I know. It's kind of a buzzkill. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I feel like every once in a while, look, oh my gosh, what do we talk about in the hive? Make it easy. And yeah. here you and I just did that. That's yeah, good. We did that. <laughs> and here's why I think it was so easy. We were really, really clear on who the audience is for this lead magnet. Mm -hmm. And then we got really, really clear about the first step right? That they need in order to believe that the thing they want is true. So because we followed that through line, it narrows your options right away. I think it's when someone sits down and, and stares at a blank screen saying, okay, let's design a lead magnet where the world is your oyster. That's where it gets really, really challenging. But when you know who it's for, what promise it's connected to. So the offering that is the end result Identifying the first step is pretty easy. Yep. Good. Great. More effortless decisions in 2022. That's my, my goal for you and for everyone listening. I'm down with that. Great, Randy. Thanks for coming back. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Dallas. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things <laughs> to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.